Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get our lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash presale to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games, exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6. No refunds. I, I don't know a whole lot about you, John. Like, how much of a sport guy are you? I like sports. Okay. Do you follow the Canucks? <laughs> I am not a Canucks fan, but I sort of follow the okay. Canucks, you know? So, like, who are, who are your sports? Bruce, there it is. Okay, you're in. <laughs> that's that's more than even some people will know so that's awesome good afternoon it's an evening so good evening hello welcome to our show welcome to the pp one podcast proudly presented on the dean blundell network we are on spotify we're on apple we're on google hey we're on amazon Hey Amazon, what I don't know. What do you say? Hey Amazon, play PP1 podcast, and they'll do it. They will do it. Um, we're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook. If you want to comment along, I'm opening up the chat for you folks on Facebook and YouTube. Come on in, say hi. We're here for a little little time, not a long time. Uh, I got my good buddy Ted. He's uh, ready to move. So I think like he's literally ready to move. He's got what the clothes on his body. I think he'll be wearing for the next week. Before you move into the new place, right? Yeah, it could get ugly. Yeah, so looks like it's like, are you guys saving money by turning off the heat as well? Like, you got a toque on and a jacket. Oh, yeah. Actually, we just we just got back from dinner, so we're at that stage in the move where you know you're not cooking meals at home anymore. Like everything is is like takeout or it's yeah. I guess nowadays it's skip the dishes or or you're like literally going out like it's just it's too much right now. I need to get back to like having some home cooked meals because. Uh, I want my I want my own space back, and it's it's no longer your own space when it's like filled up with boxes and, and a bear in the background, packages, boxes, and bags. You know, <laughs> fix it up here, bring it back <laughs> there, and we've got a good friend of the show on the IV cam. Um, we're not going to input an IV, but that's what it's called on his side. Um, Doctor John Lutz, is it Lutz or Lutz? It is Lutz. You there got you go. it right Do- for the first time, Doctor John Lutz. Does, so. Um, from Move Health and Wellness, uh, John's gonna, he's an Avalanche fan, folks, which we're not going to hold against him because, well, they've won more Stanley Cups than the Canucks, so he's already in a better spot than we are. And uh, from a young age, he cheered for those Avalanches, and now they're still better than the Canucks. So, But that's okay. We like John, and uh, he's a chiropractor. He, uh, he's going to say a few things. We're going to have a chat with him. So we're, we're, we're diversifying. We're, we're growing um, our our podcast portfolio by by looking like we know what we're talking about. So we brought John in. Um, John, welcome to the show. Um, we bring the people in who know yeah. what they're talking about. Exactly. This is what we do. Why am I here then? I <laughs> We were really hoping you were going to carry the show today. Off to, right. a, off to a rough start, things, I guess. So I might off, be able to do it. Off to a rough start, I guess. So we were just chatting with John about his two TVs and how he's more well off than both Ted and I are. But uh, it's okay. Um, he's got a great about setup. The front you put up exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know he gets it already. Um, so John, uh, like I said, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming by. Um, I know it is a little bit past your bedtime, but uh, hopefully you can you, you can hang out for the special occasion here. So 
Um, if if you fall asleep, we'll carry the show. Don't worry, it's fine. Perfect. It's past his bedtime because we just discovered that he's uh, he's an early riser for the gym. Like, what time do you start your workouts in the morning? Um, so usually I'm up at six, get to the gym like six forty-five ish. Um, then I usually go straight from there to the office. So it gives me some time to like warm up, cool down, not be sweaty for patients, that sort of thing. So shower afterwards, of course, all that kind of stuff. But usually workouts are like an hour to an hour and a half, depending on the day. So he's a gamer. Yeah. You're a gamer. Good Ooh. good boy. Uh yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Well, like in that sense, not back a- there, huh? That's like those are like old Xbox three sixty games. I don't even oh, think I yeah. own an Xbox three sixty anymore. <laughs> so I don't know. Just what for can de- I get like just for decor? Gamers, GameStop might give me like eight cents for each of them mm-hmm. or whatever they do these days. I don't know. Give you a lollipop. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, John. Um, so as we said, uh, you are uh, a licensed chiropractor. Um, maybe fill us in. Like, I mean, obviously we're you know, like a hockey show, but uh, kind of fill us in on basically kind of what you go through and what you kind of cover. And maybe there's a few things that uh, people have like either myths or um, maybe preconceived notions about what a chiropractor is or what they don't do or something like that. Um, Maybe give us a quick fill in and we can kind of go from there. Sure. Chiropractors are big musculoskeletal specialists. That's the big thing they always talk about. Uh, I think the thing we're most commonly known for is cracking your back or adjusting or whatever fancy term it has. Different people give it different names, but that's basically like the popping of your spine and other joints and stuff like that. And while that's kind of a part of chiropractic, it's a lot more than that. We have a pretty wide scope. So um, I do a lot of soft tissue work, which is also pretty helpful for most people, especially in like pain relief. Um, I do the cracky backy if you ask for it, but it's not like a big part of what I do. And I do a lot of like exercise and rehab based stuff. So Usually the big thing is just finding movements that people can't do or haven't been able to do because of their pain and kind of returning back to that. And so it almost blurs the line between physical therapy and Cairo, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of important that you do so. Uh, Cairos that just adjust back and stuff, like don't get great long-term results and don't teach people to help themselves, which I think is like a big tool. People should be able to help themselves rather than strictly rely on a practitioner. So. Yeah, we're a little more uh, well-rounded, conservative in our office. And oh, cut I have out. some just, I have some strict like exercise therapy sessions that just like we only teach people exercise or recovery or things like that, and I don't do any of the adjusting or soft tissue work. So okay, it's really just people's choice. Um, but usually, like my most effective tool is teaching people corrective or therapeutic exercise. So. Interesting. Um, how often would you say that, like, if someone is coming to see you, like, regularly, what, what is regularly for, for chiropractic? Like, is it, I mean, I go, my, me and my family, we go, like, once a month um, and get adjusted. And, uh, I mean, I seem to feel great. I mean, I also get back to the same rhythm of doing the stupid things that put me right, you know, that we come back there. I'm like, oh, thanks for keeping that kind of aligned. But, um, like, is once a week, is it, like, are you seeing people more than that? So usually I'm very condition specific, right? So if you um, have like an acute condition or just gotten an injury, I like to see you more frequently early on. And I still 
don't see people crazy frequently, like max twice a week if they like just hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. um, but as we move into more of what you've got, what is usually what I call a maintenance patient, like I'm lucky if I see that person, some people like it once a month, some people like it every three months. I put that ball in their court because I think it's more important that they decide rather than I tell them especially if they don't have an injury or they just want to like learn stuff. It's like, Hey, you want to come in and learn more? You want to work out? So you want to talk more about your daily life? Like let's do it. But I don't force people to come in that often. Um, you know, like I don't like it when the dentist does that to me, so I'm not going to do it as a chiropractor to people. Um, and I think when you put the ball in their court, people are more inclined to actually use it mm -hmm. rather than when you put them on like a strict regimen. So yeah, then they don't feel like they're forced to be there and like, oh, well, he told me I got to be back. So exactly. And especially if you're not in pain, like I don't see it being a crazy benefit. Like obviously you feel better afterwards. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. But if you're not in pain, like I'm not going to force you and be like, hey, this is going to help you. This is going to be this miraculous thing that keeps your life intact. Like it's not like that when you're not in pain. It's just a nice have. So. Right. Right. Ted. What um, like, do you spend a lot of time working with athletes and, and injury recovery from from like an athletic standpoint? And, and if so, like, is that something that pairs pretty effectively with regular rehab that they might get from physiotherapy? Do you see people kind of doubling up that way? I do see a lot of that. Um, a lot of athletes, especially um, like as I've got my name out around my gym and like the sports leagues I play in and things like that. And then like higher level athletes as well. Um, and usually they tend to like um, – they like the rehab that we do in our office or that I do. Um, cause usually it's a little bit more functionally based on what they do. And so I try to target all my exercises to what they want or what they do in their sport or people that they do in their jobs, that sort of thing. And so it's kind of important. A lot of, I don't want to bash any other profession other than my own. Cause that's something I do, but um, <laughs> physical therapists tend to do a lot of passive modalities, like put you on stim, put you on ultrasound, do that kind of stuff rather than um, physically work with you and exercise. So there's a lot of PTs neglecting doing that. And I think um, if a good physical therapist is doing exercise with somebody, I'm not going to compete with them. I'm not going to try to like say, hey, no, do my exercises instead. I'll be like, hey, here's an addition to that. But I'll never like take away from what they're doing. Because I think if they're just trying to get them moving, which is really the base goal with a lot of people, um, then that's that's more than fine with me. So it's just when you stick people on passive modalities and like waste their time and do that kind of stuff. I'm not a big fan of that. But yeah that makes sense i think that's i think i think i've even run into that before when you 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 hurt yourself or you have like a a major injury maybe like i i think for me it was when when i blew my pcl it was like you're getting these regular visits in to a physiotherapist maybe this person wasn't the right person for me but it was like you going in there and you're sort of hooked up to a machine for 20 minutes or whatever maybe a quick minute and a half with the physiotherapist and then you're out the door with like a list full of exercises that you may or may not do over the course of the year so it's kind of a neat idea when you think about maybe pairing the two and sort of doubling up and then maybe adding something to your toolbox i guess in your recovery and it's very important i mean that's a brutal injury a pcl so like i mean you like Connor mcdavid's recovery with his a few and all he does ago, is like talk about one. it too john all he does yeah. is like oh yeah pcl <laughs> like we get it we know we know we get it You've recovered. You're amazing. I mean, I mean, good for him to recover because a lot of people don't. So, I mean, but with that kind of thing, like the passive modalities, it's like 
it's just such a waste of your time because you don't get that time with a physical therapist. And then they send you home with that long list. And that list is daunting. Like there was a study done, I think a year ago that says the magic number for home exercise is three. You give people three exercises and they're most likely to follow it. You really? see a list of like 10 exercises. You're not doing it. You see a list of two. You're like, this guy doesn't care about me. He's not doing anything. Right. So three has been proven to be this like magic number. Huh. And I get a lot of compliance when I only give people three is what I've noticed. And so in office, we'll do more. But when I send them home with like their PDF that I give them and send to their email, yeah. always three. And I way more compliance that way. Interesting. So this is a this is a hockey show, obviously. And, and, and we watch these players go headlong into the boards, whether it's to deliver a check or miss a check or or it could be a goalie sprawling all over the place. And like, I just think to myself, like how I would be feeling in a situation like that. Do you have any like high level athletes sort of under your umbrella? And if so, do you feel like, like do hockey players get different recovery path than the average person or a different athlete, for example? So, yeah, they, I mean, they obviously have a quicker recovery response, right? Any high level athlete, like between genetics, they obviously are slightly higher in genetic ability than we are so their recovery is a lot higher they also train a lot harder they have access to a lot more stuff than we do so like usually they're seeing a crazy amount of support between chiropractors physical therapists nutritionists like all that kind of stuff like isn't it like russell wilson spends like four million a year on his health or something yeah like cool. just things like that that are insane right I'm just under and three so they yeah they <laughs> obviously have all these like tools that are just crazy um for them and that they have access to and so like we can play a part in that but i don't think any one practitioner plays a part in that and also their like natural ability to heal and recover from these injuries is like they get all the attention in the world right they get like six hours with the team doc when they get hurt every day so it's a lot more attentive than you can give to your like routine clients that come in or patients that come in and see me. Like I have longer appointments than a lot of chiropractors. Like a lot of chiropractors are like two minutes, three minutes, adjust you, you're out. Like my smallest appointment is 15 minutes and I have 30 minute appointments and hour long appointments. So it's really whatever um, or whatever I think is best for you. I usually never push the higher number ones unless some like, hey, you have longer appointments, but yeah, so it's, it's hard in just routine practice to like treat athletes the same way as what they get from their doc and their like team Cairo and things like that. So hmm. like you're, I, I mean, a chiropractor by trade, but you're almost more of like a kind of a hybrid therapist. I would that like maybe and therapist is probably the wrong term, but you kind of cover more than just like the, I guess the, the stamp of a, a, what a chiropractor would be known as essentially. Sure. I mean, it's like, the big thing with pain is we use this thing called the biopsychosocial model. And so with pain, it's like, and this relates kind of to it being Bell Let's Talk Day and like mental health month and all that kind of stuff. Um, pain is multifactorial. So it's not just an injury. Like when you get into pain, it's not just an injury. Like is a headache because you hit your head against something sometimes, but not always. Right. Mm. And so 
it can be due to like a lowered threshold for feeling pain. And so that's where the bio and the psych model comes in um, and the social part. So bio is like your tissue and the damage and stuff like that. The psych model is like how you're feeling. Like, are you depressed? Are you stressed? Have you not been sleeping well? That kind of stuff. And then there's a social model, which is like how your relationships are going in the real world, like how you're interacting with the world around you. And all those things influence pain more than people think. So it's kind of important that we address those with patients as well. And so half of what I do is just listen to people. And then while I work on them, make their muscles and their joints feel better and then teach them exercises that make them feel more better. But in early on, it's just, I spend the first like half an hour of my exam, just listening to people and letting them talk about whatever's going on. And if they go off on a tangent, like we just let them talk and you just have to be there for somebody, you know? So it's like half being that kind of therapist and then half being like an actual manual therapist with my hands. So now what, uh, and I'm going to speak kind of on our, our, our family chiropractor, what I used to think uh, about, uh, uh, the chiropractic, I guess, profession, like, you know, you, as you kind of mentioned, like the cracky backy, like you get, you get your adjustment, everything gets back into alignment and you're good to go. But I noticed, um, I guess when I pulled my hammy a couple of years ago, um, I mean, it got physio for that. And I think I had like four things she gave me like each time, which was one, one over, but yeah, I followed. Sorry, Johnny talks about his pulled hammy all the I time. I do. It happened. And I, I recovered. It's way, way, <laughs> okay, way, more, way more important than a PCL. Ooh, three letters. You got the whole alphabet damaged. Great. Good stuff. <laughs> But what I noticed, um, like my daughter sprained, uh, she had like a high ankle sprain in speed skating and um, we weren't sure if there was a break or not. They couldn't quite figure out in, in the first x-ray, but it was interesting how he kind of brought out the little fork and kind of put it on the bone and kind of twinged it. And he basically explained like, again, this isn't a back, it's he's kind of full body, but it was interesting how he said, well, the vibration, if there is a break there that it'll basically, you know, vibrate that, that crack or that, that fracture. Um, and you'll actually be able to then feel the pain. And she said there was nothing there. That was one thing. And then I just noticed as well, like even just like your, your mobility, your full range of motion, um, you know, he could tell, like, I would say, yeah, I've kind of got this, you know, this pain in my glute or, or I'm, I don't feel like I'm sitting properly and just kind of figures out. And all of a sudden, you know, they're able, you guys are able to kind of figure out just these little things that we have, we would think have nothing to do with anything. And all of a sudden, oh yeah, well, if we adjust this part of your leg, all of a sudden your, you know, your, your posture turns out like this, everything's even out. There's so much more to it is basically what I'm getting to than just kind of like your back. some of this stuff. Too. Yeah. I like this. So this is going right down my alley. Yeah. Of, uh, so maybe get into that. Conception. Yeah. Cairo. So we'll go to the tuning fork right away. So that test, um, although good for if it's positive, there's a good chance they have a fracture. If the test is negative, you can't say there's not a fracture. So people don't really like people think of this with like COVID testing and stuff like that. Like just because you have a negative test doesn't mean you might not have it. And just because you right. have a positive test means you might not have it. Right. In this scenario, like if the tuning fork causes you pain, oh, you're, there's a good chance it's fractured. If mm -hmm. the tuning fork doesn't cause you pain, we still don't know. We yeah. can't rule it out. So mm -hmm. it's like a cool test for that. But when it doesn't cause you pain, you're like, okay, well, I'm still on the fence. Like I've had this with a rib fracture in the past where the tuning fork didn't cause them pain, but I was like, I don't know. It kind of seems like you might still have one. Yeah. Um, so in that scenario, that's uh, kind of an interesting part. Um, the alignment thing. So that is a big buzzword in chiropractic that has been thrown around for 
I don't know, chiropractic was like 19, or 1897 or something like that. It's been thrown around since then that your spine like goes out of a line and like bones and hips and all this kind of stuff go out of alignment. They don't move that way, unfortunately. So there hasn't been a study to ever prove that that's how this works. And like chiropractors don't put them back in line or anything like that. I always use this example with people. If we could move your bones back into place or like in line, don't you think hockey players or football players might be dead every time they take a hit? Like I'm not applying a lot of force in comparison to those guys and I can move your bones. Like if they could move your spine like that, there's a good chance you're, uh, you're not seeing tomorrow. So um, the alignment thing isn't a real thing. And like, it doesn't pinch nerves and do that kind of stuff. Um, the adjustment does give pain relief, but it's because it like releases endorphins. And so usually it gives about three days of pain relief and like people temporarily feel better and like they'll stand taller because of this endorphin release. And so it'll make them feel like things are more in line or like one shoulder's not higher than the other or things like that. And so it's a very interesting phenomenon that gets thrown around like that we realign spines and stuff like that. And that's not really the case actually. So He's not just a gorgeous mustache. I folks. love it. Yeah, this is all stuff that I've actually wondered about. So it's it's cool to get the oh, the I straight have a whole goods, list of this stuff. So, um, like with the alignment thing, it's just it gets thrown around a lot, and like the adjustment is like this be all end all treatment and stuff. And like while it's effective for a lot of people, like the research on it is pretty interesting. And so like chiropractors who strictly do it are giving a large placebo effect. Like it's if you believe it works it'll work. And so my profession is going to hate me for saying this, but every paper that's come out, it ties placebo or it doesn't outperform placebo. And so it's just like, if you believe it's going to work, it'll work long-term, but it does, it has been shown to usually work like for like three or five days of pain relief. And then it sort of comes back and then kind of feel stuff again but if you're not in pain and you get it done to you you will feel better because it gives that like endorphin release and like the gas comes out and all that kind of stuff so it's interesting in that regard so, yeah. is that so more like muscles though I mean, like, like the chiropractic truther here this is great so i mean you've got a whole list of these like common misconceptions so i mean this is oh, yeah. this is stuff that we could hit like every time we have you on the show you could just break another oh, yeah. one like some sort of pen and teller okay thing going so on i got a question just to just to build <laughs> off of that so okay oh, obviously sure. we're, we're not we're not adjusting bones but yeah when we when the the common person goes in then for or anybody really goes in for as we would call it an adjustment um when when these things are being done like when an adjustment is being done or the the stretching or whatever like is this is it a lot more than based on like that is something is bothering like a nerve or or uh inflamed tissue or or muscle or something like what what are what is actually happening then as uh, obviously not bones but like fill in the you know the the regular joe like what is happening when we're going in like what is being adjusted so in the adjustment basically when you flex forward or you extend backward like you're moving your spine right it's a very stable structure and this is something people don't believe they think like i don't have a stable spine my spine's like out of alignment it moves and all this kind of stuff like it is one of the most stable structures in the body it has so much like soft tissue ligaments muscles like pulling it into a certain place so it moves when we move our body and things like that but 
it doesn't like go out of alignment. And so in the adjustment, like it's like a translation of moving the joint kind of like in the same way when you rotate your body and your back pops, it's mm -hmm. the same thing with an adjustment. Yeah. Um, chiropractors aren't as specific as they like to think they are. Um, so you just grabbing a chair behind you and doing that twist and you feel your back pop, like it's just taking that joint to its end range of motion and then quickly like moving it so that gas gets released and these gas bubbles come back in like 30 minutes or something. And so you could just do it again and then do it again every 30 minutes because the gas just builds up in there from moving the joints. And so that's what the adjustment is. Um, as far as like pain in low back and stuff like that. It really depends on the presentation, but we've actually determined that like 90% of low back pain is non-specific, And so it gets managed the same way as in what I said before, you take exercises that the person can't do or like movements the person can't do and try to teach them to do those in a comfortable way. And so you start trying to build those movements back. And so pain will be present in these exercises, but it's to build that back. And so it's less about like, realigning the spine and just getting people back to what they want to do as fast as possible. And so, yeah, it's, um, the non-specific thing always makes people feel weird. because, like, I want to know exactly what's going on. And that's kind of not true. Like I could say what muscle it is and guess, but there's a good chance I'm wrong. And there's a good chance it's a multitude of things. Right. So it's, not really safe to like just say oh yeah it's this and that's it like people get scared when they hear certain things like if somebody has normal wear and tear arthritis like osteoarthritis they think my back's never going to get better this is it i'm done like i can't get better because of this and so diagnoses like that are just fear in people and that makes them get worse rather than better and so we say non-specific low back pain and tell the person this is how we're going to manage it this is the best method for you and that tends to be way more effective than scaring people giving people a positive outlook and this goes back to like the mental health thing mm -hmm. giving people a positive outlook on their pain is way more important so interesting the long-winded rant about that but yeah i like you I like Thanks. I, I like Thanks. you. You're a truther. You're the good kind. I like to talk. What can I say? Oh, you um, fit right in. We can relate that to back to x-rays in chiropractic. So do I don't it. know if your chiropractor shot x-rays. Uh, um, no, they don't let me operate that. So Okay, good. Good. Because uh, it's very common when you go into a chiropractic office before they'll treat you, they have to shoot x-rays of you and you have to pay for them. What? And very yeah, unnecessary. Oh. In the absence of like red flag issues, like, you know, history of cancer or like low back pain over like 75 or things like that, there is not really a reason to shoot x-rays. Like there's a whole list of red flags. We recognize them as chiros, but Whoa. a lot of people just, a lot of people just shoot them for no reason. And like, it's so unnecessary. I've had to send out for imaging twice in my entire time as a chiro. Um, once was because of that rib fracture and I mm -hmm. wanted to know. Um, which makes sense. I can't treat a broken bone. So, Fair. Um, and then the other one was a patient who was very insistent on getting an MRI for their low back. And that was against my advice, but he asked me for three months if he could get an, an MRI. And I said, okay, I'll write you the referral. Like it's no cost to me, but yeah. So, wow. Yeah. So not really necessary, a good way for chiropractors to make money off of people, but the amount of x-rays I see that are like completely normal and have nothing that would change my treatment plan is just, 
it's so high. There's so many like people who are like, you have to look at my x-rays. And then I get them. Um, they got them from past Kairos or whatever. And I look at them and I'm like, okay, so you're normal. You exist. Like, yeah. what, what do you want from me? So uh, this is like so validating for me. Like I, I remember my first experience walking into, I'll just call it a Cairo. Cause that's what you called it. And, yeah. and it was like this whole list of questions all the way down to like where you dropped as a baby. Like, yeah, like I might this been. requires, this requires x-rays. And it was like, okay, let's get x-rays. Oh, the x-rays cost $300. Well, I'm not going to make a call like that. I'm going to yeah. consult my wife. Well, can you just call your wife? I'm like, no, that's, that's not how this whole thing is going. I'm not entirely sure how I got roped into this conversation. The whole thing just kind of felt dirty and icky and then turned me off from the whole thing for like years past that. So it's really validating to hear this. Uh, it's from you. Like I appreciate it. It's very common too, like when they get the x-rays afterwards, like you'll see these markings on it and they like write all these things on it, like things that'll scare you. Like this is not a normal cervical curvature or like you don't have a normal neck curve or your back is too rounded or things like that. Like Mr. Perfect like, in wrestling. Yeah. And this, they're comparing you to a person that doesn't exist because I like to tell people perfect. The perfect person is weird. Normal people are not perfect. So like, it's just you know, it doesn't make any sense, right? Like you are normal for being imbalanced. Balanced people are weird. Those don't exist. I've never seen a perfectly symmetrical human. Like you can see right now, this shoulder sits higher when I sit here. You haven't like, met me. Am I'm I perfect? Am, it's like, am, I mean, true. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Call you nobody, right? So actually you have met me. I'm not perfect. I'm sorry. I take that back. Okay. Okay. We all have a high shoulder. Kaylee would say different. I'm sure. She's brutal. She, oh yeah. Oh yeah, there's a reason so I brought her in. Though. We're like, we're gonna have her on the to... show. I think like next yeah. month, like I would like to have yeah. her at least one time on our show. Oh for sure. Um, that girl is a monster in a good way. Yeah. Like oh, I yeah. mean that. Like again, anybody that know has had massage therapy or physio or or anything like you're trying to get back to what you believe is your peak, um, or at least operational um, self. Um, I went in as I said last week, and it was. Uh, I I had a different like I had a preconceived notion of essentially what I believed I needed to have done and I came out of there with a very different mindset also a little bit of after pain because of how um how exhausted my body had just been worked um but I mean felt amazing after but like she's no joke like I mean, oh, she's great at what she does. It's like, unbelievable. Still, I, I see her tomorrow at like two o'clock. So yeah, she's you know, going to uh, report back. We're gonna, we're gonna have her on the show for sure because I want to pick her brain too. I'll see you there. So yeah, you just tell yeah. me right after how you feel. But <laughs> so John, she, I oh sorry, fit. We work up. well together because like she also gives exercises, right? She believes in like the aftercare and that kind of thing. Sure. And so it's really good in that regard. And like I can only do so much muscle work in a visit. I spend more time doing the exercises with people. Yeah. So when I can't give people the muscle work I think they need, it's good to have her as an extra utility and yeah. like all over the body and stuff. And so like I can make most people go see her like she was my massage therapist before we brought her here and so like i know what she does and i have faith in her and so um she's great like even yeah. when i get sore after the gym i'm like you don't have anybody right now like work on me I yeah need this. so I need like let her know i've been doing my lunges i've been doing convenience eh? i've been doing my lunges i've been doing like my shower exercise getting my rotations so just let her know so like we're i'm good I'll make sure she knows yeah, yeah i want to make sure you if you yeah. don't yeah exactly i i'm, I'm a little just bit so everyone knows she has a safe word so she does that's and it's brutal it can get in there yeah i like when she Pizza. said that she said i'm like okay uh, i mean i'm on the table now so it's a little late uh okay 
Yeah, all right. It didn't have to say it, so I... I no, I'm nervous. We'll see how... Yeah. It was good. I mean, I know you have a higher pain tolerance than I do, Ted, so... Um, the PCL, that's the why. The PCL, yeah. That, that's that's <laughs> like the... Actually, it's funny, too. Like, we've got a, a good friend of ours, uh, Matt, and, uh, it, you know, we've had talked to Matt before. Uh, I don't know if we've had him on the show. That guy, like, it's like injuries look for him. And, like, he's an absolute, like, gamer on the field. Like, he will go for every play. Like, if it's if it's in his wheelhouse, he will make the attempt to to make a play, whether it's hockey or baseball or, or football or what have you. And that guy just, like, invites injuries to his body. But, like, he goes all out. Like, he wears chucks on the baseball field. I've seen, like, a line drive go off of his foot. Did he, did he break his foot that time or pretty close? Anyway, yeah, he he's, it, yeah. he's, like, the guy's out there and, like, it's funny because he's a little careless in his apparel, but um he's uh he's all out like he just he does not care it's he's team first and himself second unfortunately he does suffer because of that i i have one question though for you john and then we'll uh we'll give you a you can have shameless plug time for a minute um on x-rays now this because i just looked at one this morning for my daughter's ankle the letters on the side so there is one today it said bmf and i'm like oh that's rad um but is it just the person's initials that is like says that took that photo or is that something else like the letters that like a two two letter or three letter is that just the person like their signature it usually depends on who shoots it like some have formal labels on them like yeah. ours used to have like full-on patient name right. like the name of the view and stuff and yeah. so it could be um the projection that they used um so whatever view choice they used uh for her ankle yeah there are like seven different versions of shooting the ankle okay uh, could have been that as well because it said bmf i'm like her. that's rad yeah yeah so it could have been the initials i mean the only letter i usually know that's consistently on there is left or right so, okay didn't see that uh, big magnet for it yeah. yeah but okay okay that's fair that's fair um john we're gonna have you back for sure because i mean he i can see you're just like i, I could keep going if you let me so oh i want wanna... two out of like 15 things oh, I could okay. talk about. So it's great. We'll have things dialed in for the next time for sure. We'll put you on a retainer. Um, as we said, you're uh, with Move uh, Health and Wellness, and that is in uh, the Jack Nathan Medical. Is it Center or I can't remember the last one? Yeah, word. Center, I believe. Something yeah. like that. Anyway, it's in the Walmart in Kelowna, um, which is great. Tons of parking, as we all know, when you go to Cairo or massage therapy or physio or whatever, there's never parking. So that alone is one of those like key things. You just walk in. Heck, you can pick up you can pick up a thing of Pringles and a Gatorade when you walk out um, from from Walmart. So you're good to go. Maybe you forgot to, maybe forgot toilet paper. Who knows? Um, but maybe shameless plug time. Like just, uh, I mean, we do have an ad that runs in here, but uh, it's nothing like the real thing. So by all means, uh, give us a give a shout out to uh, where you're at and let everybody know. So yeah, like Ryan said, we're at Move Health and Wellness. Um, we're a relatively new clinic located out of the Jack Nathan Medical Center inside Walmart. Um, right now we offer corrective exercise uh, or exercise therapy, chiropractic care, both offered by me. We also have virtual counseling, which mental health month is very important. And then we have massage therapy, who is also great. It's a great tool to have. We plan on expanding. Um, we have a lot of years of knowledge between everybody inside the office. 
so it kind of works well as a team. We're all kind of friends who hang out outside too, so it's just a nice, nice environment. Very bright, open clinic, relatively new, clean. Um, all the restrictions are in place, so we make sure we take care of everything. You don't have to scan your vaccine passport because it is a healthcare clinic, so everybody's allowed in. Um, so whether you're vaccinated or not, you can come in. Yeah, we take care of everybody, people of all different aches and pains, whether you're in pain, you're not, you want to learn more, um, we're there. So beautiful. Love it. Awesome. Do you guys do you guys direct bill? We do, yeah. We direct bill. Um, I'm also with ICBC and WorkSafe. Um, and Kaylee's currently working on her ICBC, but she can also be direct build and I believe she's with WorkSafe. So Yeah. All in one. Nice. I like this. I mean it feels shameless, but at the same time, like this is real life stuff. We support real life stuff. So, I mean, um, I'm just happy to let people know that chiropractic isn't what they used. So I get people in the office all the time and I'm like unteaching them, which is. Yeah. But you know what? Half, half of that is, I mean, it's, that's necessary too. Like you want to be able to, to, you know, fix proper, not fix, but to, um, you know yeah re i guess rehab or, or yeah. be therapeutic properly yeah. you're you're like rehabilitating people's conceptions too right i mean it's like a, exactly. it's progressive it's a cool idea mm-hmm. for like middle of the road pricing right we we price right at the middle of all of Kelowna, so on the upper end not on the lower end we're just right in the middle and some of the places priced with us give you like three minute visits so by comparison you get a lot more time with each of us so Excellent. love it Perfect. Thanks, John. Um, I I mean, seriously, thank you very much for coming by. This is when uh, we were kind of chatting originally on putting something like this together. Um, I mean, it definitely, I was excited. This is, this is something that I think, especially once we get closer to baseball season and um, I know Ted, you and I are chomping at the bit to get that going in golf season as well. Um, You know, there's a lot more practical stuff. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, oh, it's gone. lasting so long this year. It's oh, gone man. from my house. They had the does. they had the uh, absolute diggers and dump trucks this morning at our on our road. So it was a you know full court press by our house. So it was great. Um, John, thank you so much for coming by. We do appreciate it. Uh, like you said, a move health and wellness folks go check him out. Clearly, he knows what he's talking about. We'll have him back, and uh, we're gonna get Kaylee back too. You're gonna meet her. She's that chick's awesome. So thanks, John. Go Avs. Go. I guess. Thank you guys. Oh. <laughs> oh geez anyway have thanks, a great John. one thanks buddy guys okay that is our good new friend john lutz i like this guy i, I yeah, like a cool a guy i like him a lot that was that was a lot of fun did you learn something i learned something i did yeah i, I learned a lot that was uh i don't know i like learning and did you so we were chatting right before like kind of brought it up with them like you know, hey, um, you know, or, you know, we didn't really know him, kind of, but like, hey, like, you know, where, where are you at? Where's who are your teams? And he's like, yeah, I follow the Canucks. He just throws out a Bruce. There it is. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you don't have to be a Canucks fan, but you're you're well known. You you get it. You you got it figured out. So, um, I like, God, I, imagine I like doing it. like six thirty gym times though. I can like I saw a part f- of me thinks he's a little bit crazy just because he said that. A little bit. That's okay. <laughs> What what I've like, it's funny. Most of us can't wake up for like six six thirty, like just in general. But for me, like I will do if I had like a six o'clock tea time, or if we had like six o'clock ice time, like you know the way it is in Kelowna, like getting ice times next to impossible for like Chinny or whatever. 
it's funny how you can do that and you're motivated. And by the time you hit that first golf ball or you get on the ice for that first stride, it's like it doesn't matter. And it's the complete opposite. Like midnight, like a game of pickup, midnight hockey, most most days I'm sleeping. And yet, you know, I could I could I could be there. First first shot. I mean I'll fall, I'll be falling down, but as you all know. There's I think a, you're hard on yourself. Uh there's there's truth to it, so <laughs> unfortunately. There's there is there is documentation. So um we are a Vancouver. We're not hockey players, that's why we're on a podcast. That's right true. Now. That is true. So as I said, we are part of the Dean Blendell Network. Uh, make sure if uh leave us a review. And why I say that is uh, we haven't had one. I would like to see a five-star review, and I would like to see an Apple review and take a screenshot. If you do it, you'll be entered. I'm, I've, I've got some of these. I've got some of these, folks. I want to make sure the lighting is good here. How do I do this? How do we do this? There we go. There we go. PP1 Podcast Summer Skates. I have my backyard pair, and I've got my everywhere else pair. I have... Uh, like they're so comfy. We got the black skate laces. These have taken over my Nikes, folks. That's a in my house, and for me, that's a big deal. So leave us a review. Um I want a new one. I don't want you to amend the one that you sent a year ago. I want new people. I want I want new people. Come in, send me a screenshot. You can see my Twitter there. And uh I'm gonna give away a pair this week. There you go. Um also I got this in the mail. This week. What's that? The complete works of Bending on Empty from our good buddy Yerky21. It's every Bending on Empty that was released, and then, like, kind of like a little um, preview of why that week's clip was written. Um, there's some other stuff towards the end here as well. There's some QR codes for season teaser videos, um, you know, how it all kind of started, how it basically got promoted through Botch and everything. Um, it's a good read. I'm already to August 2016. Like you've read a bunch of these, right? The Bending on Empties. No, haven't you? No. no, Ted. Maybe I don't think so, bro. Bending on Empty. You haven't seen. Yerke, don't think any less. I, mean, I know Yerke. Yeah, it's okay. I didn't know that it was his thing either. Yeah. So well, I'm gonna yeah. plow through this. I mean, they're all online. It's not like you can't. This see whole them. time, I thought he was just this cool dude that I was. I didn't realize he had a project that's cool yeah so this thing like every week he released uh, a little comic strip and i mean it's and it's great because it basically has to do with as things are going on it's so it's good like I, so as you're reading through it you're sort of remembering this point in in history over the yeah. last so eight like, years of the the pit of sadness yeah so like they pit signed louie like a couple strips ago <laughs> louie erickson like that was something the antoine Roussel <laughs> signing don't say his name. He's, he's it's fine now. Um, there was the the chance when they might have uh, got a Vander Kane back oh, the long long time ago. Um, just oh man, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. It's so oh, good. So I, I, yeah, it'd be cool to read. Um, so definitely supported him. I got the I got the softer paper back copy instead of the hardcover, but doesn't make me any less of a person. Um, we did name this week's show "Who Wants to Be a Goalie." I did that because the Canucks uh, look like they need a goalie. Spencer Martin now has his second start with the Vancouver Canucks, and he's looked okay. Are they going to trade Halak? <laughs> like, is Halak now on the block? Can they move him? Can they ask him to move? What do you think? I mean, if you can get anything worth of any sort of relevance 
for either of those guys, yeah. and you make the trade. Totally. If somebody wants to come in and take a lock off your hands, then you whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If 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 Spencer Martin conjures up some decently valuable pick, yeah. Then yeah, you you make the trade. So I think it's like uh, it's it's dealer's choice at that point, right? Wh- whatever the team is asking for, I'm probably obliging. Yeah. Uh, I, I I do know that there's obviously you know a signing bonus that has to go out to to Yarrow if he plays X amount of games. Two more games. Yeah. Yeah, you know, not not to mention the fact that I, because it's a betting contract, I'm just going to assume he has an NTC. I think he does. He does, yeah. Or yeah, an, so, an MC, so no okay, movement. Okay, an MC, so, so he can't even be sent to the minors. Know, by, by virtue of that, he would probably be a more difficult, yeah, person asset to move. Right. Um, but I think you know that's the whole reason you sign these guys, right? Like you, you're not bringing Yaroslav Halak in to be uh, competitive. Right, like they were trying to do with their last brought-in goaltender experiment. Yeah, um, they were thinking about sharing starts, and we're not sure. Thatcher's the guy. If you're bringing in a veteran who's got lots of experience, you're bringing him in probably with the intentions of moving him at the deadline. That would be my, especially if it's not going your way, right? I mean, yeah. Verbata was a similar scenario. Right. They didn't. They didn't trade him, but that's kind of what probably should have been done. Thomas Vanek's the perfect mm-hmm. scenario, right? Where you you moved him for an asset in the form Tyler of Tyler Mott, Mott. Which is funny how so, that comes up now too, right? Yeah, exactly, right? So there's there, that's a whole other conversation. I think we can probably talk about that. Too we got it, episode. yeah. yeah. Um, but the Spencer Martin thing is just found money. Like, it's, it's very obvious that he's a pro goaltender, right? I mean, even before he's getting his NHL starts, like, when I say pro, you're talking about you know, an AHL goaltender and a starting caliber AHL goaltender at that, right? I mean, I love I love Mikey DiPietro. I think he's great. I think he's going to be a solid NHL goaltender. But you can kind of see the difference between the two while watching them play. One mm-hmm. guy just looks like he's more calm and he's cool. He's seen this before. It's he's unfazed by it. He's yeah. playing within his skill set. And some and of that's although, development based too. Like not to, yeah, and I mean, I think that's fairly obvious. Some of it is development based. Yeah, this isn't this isn't a, like a slag on DPS no, at all. No, 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 no. One of these guys is just a little bit more mature in their development, right? Yeah. So again, found money if there's if there's somebody that wants to take DiPietro, not DiPietro, somebody that Halak. wants to take Spencer Martin. No, 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 Halak. Halak, Halak. You keep Martin. Either or is fine. I guess yeah, you're right. But one's going to cost you more. I think yeah, I think Vancouver would obviously look at moving you know, Halak if they think that Spencer Martin can hang in there, which I think he can. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're then, cap, the cap problem's the big one, right? Like, Right. And so big moves are going to be made. Obviously, the, you know, the, the head office signings, there's, there's a bunch of big minds in there that are all working together. And I'm sure that everybody agrees that the, that the cap needs to be figured out. And, yeah. and what better way to do that by moving somebody like a Yaroslav Hulak, who really isn't in this team's long-term plans? No, clearly not. Um, I mean, long-term plans going the other way, Canucks, they hired an AGM, Emily Castana, is it Caston, Castanagay or Castingay? Um, which is awesome. They also had Rachel Dory that was, yeah, that was brought in Rachel Dory. They signed, um, what is it? Alvin, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. They've like, they got a GM now. I've, there's rumors that there is a new practice facility coming and apparently the whole blew the seats. Like they're gonna. What do you mean? They're getting rid of the red seats. Apparently, that's like in the works as well. 
<laughs> like everything that's so funny yeah. like isn't that like everything's happening it's like it's like the the gillis and i'm and i'm gonna say this tongue-in-cheek gillis 2.0 like it's everything all it the, really does feel like that all yeah. the all the like the beyond thinking all the analytics and not just hockey analytics but like life analytics kind of thing like hey maybe these are things we need to do maybe this is money that needs to be spent you know, this is a direction we need to go. Like the Canucks don't have their own practice facility, which, again, I, I'm not saying that's crucial, but it's yeah, probably the days something. Of practicing at Burnaby Eight Rings are over, or or UBC, UBC or whatever. Like maybe that is a thing. Maybe that is something that they should have. I mean, geez, Seattle has one. Vegas has one. If you're a, if you're an NHL franchise, just have your own practice facility. Yeah. I mean, it's it's an offsite training, stop. especially considering they've got. I mean, Abbotsford's now obviously down the street. You can utilize that for your entire organization, and it's not just the Vancouver Canucks. This isn't everybody spend. This isn't everybody build. So I think again, remember when they changed the dressing room, right? And they got all the new facilities. Um, you know, the new gym, the new everything. When they redid um, all the Canucks, and that was the big unveil, and how that became like kind of the. That was almost like the um, like, oh shit, that's legit, right? It was like the, it was like the day, it was like the day they signed Matt Sundin, right? It brought, even though the Sundin experiment didn't work out, it kind of did, right? Yeah. Because it brought this level of legitimacy where right. a top end free agent made his way to Vancouver. Totally, basic ba- based on the lure of quality, right? So. I mean, that was still funny the way that all shook out, but it was hilarious. Like they're going to give him how much and how come he's not ready? And then he's up in Whistler for two weeks and all like that whole, that whole story was just great, but he ended up being their best player in the playoffs. Yeah, he was fine. And, uh, you know, worked out next thing, you know, we're losing Stanley cups, but that's okay. Um, but you're right. It's, it definitely brings some legitimacy back to the organization. I think uh, it sounds like they're about to hire another AGM, uh, again, their analytics side was is... it. Was it true that Jennifer Botterell's name was being thrown around in there I, too? And it was said though. I think that she pulled or her name Keston out Gay. of the. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it. There was something that said she pulled her name out of the hat. So, uh, or away from uh, the race. All, regardless. Yeah. All in all, I think all of these moves that were made are just. It's. Oh man. It's so long. It's, just, it's yeah. so refreshing. It's just. It's. It's forward thinking. Yeah. It's. It's progressive. I mean, the fact that the the conversation doesn't end at one man that it's that it's a uh, it's it's a almost a conglomerate of minds that are working together and and not everybody thinks the same way, mm-hmm. but they all are are renowned and known for their ability to collaborate, right? So you can have different views and different opinions, and it's not going to sour somebody and, right. and hurt a relationship because of their ability to collaborate. So. I just think it's man. It is just like remember the wait a sec guy. It's really, like what five we've been of those. For. Like yeah, exactly. Like, there's, there's but they're all different versions. All this. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's you've got analytics. You've got a, a good grasp on your analytics side. You've got people that are going to be in charge, like multiple people in charge of amateur and pro scouting, um, as well as like the final say kind of people, and then getting all the other stuff done. Again, the stuff that doesn't really matter. Like, Changing the color of the seats isn't going to make the Canucks win the Stanley Cup, but I mean, but it's but it's fun, and why shouldn't you pay attention to it? But it's something like you go and you see a game, and you're like, oh, look at all those red seats from the old regime, the old like when the building opened. 
Like these are all those things. Remember, and I, I brought this up with Christine. Like Orchidea stuff. Yeah, I brought this up with my wife the other day. Um, remember when Mark Cuban bought the team, bought the Mavericks? Oh, I was like, what the? Fuck like are you wrong sport, about? bro. Yeah. Okay, no, I remember that. So, I remember that, of course. And remember how he had a meeting with the team, like all the players, and he said, like this was this is public knowledge. He says, what do you guys need to win a championship? What do you need that you guys a want to come to work? be better than everyone else and what's it going to take for you guys to win so they i think team plane was one of them uh mm-hmm. i think new jerseys uh something to do with the practice facility and there was probably there was, a, there was dvd players in their stalls like whatever right room. but like yeah. you think about that i mean mark cuban had a few dollars because didn't he sell uh yahoo or something like that i don't know like he's <laughs> he, he did all right i can't remember he did, did all right did okay yeah but he did all those things, and within it took a little bit longer, and they won after Steve Nash was there, but they won, and he put he put the wheels in motion to eventually get to, and I think he knew that it wasn't going to happen overnight, but he knew okay, I'm going to put this on on a collision course to success, and eventually it happened, and they were a good team when they won. Yeah, and you know what's crazy is I th- I thought that when the Aquilini group came in that they were doing that. Well, they, and, and they, they were. were, they were, they were on that path. And then what this strange disconnect happened. Ego. Once they decided to change direction from, from Vino and Gillis. It was, it was ego. I think they tasted that ultimate and thought, no, we can. And I, again, I'm speaking what I think could have happened, but I sure, believe yeah. they felt they could do it better. They could do it better on their own. And they did it. You know, Francesco was obviously essentially the one in charge, and he did it. He he fine tuned it because now they were at this level where he probably felt he could he could take a little bit on his own without any any discourse to it. Right? He probably he probably bit off more than he could chew, and I mean, deep deep down, and I doubt it, but deep deep down, I bet he he knows he made a mistake and he did it at the wrong point. He probably could have watered what he did down. And we probably wouldn't be in as bad of a position as we are, even the last, even before, right? Like there's been a few bright spots, obviously, but overall, I think we didn't have to go. The team didn't have to go this route. It probably could have been turned around a lot quicker, Benning or no Benning. So anyway, maybe he bit off more than he could. I mean, he did, because I think he's now realizing that hey. You know, I need to start making some money, so maybe I need to bow out for a bit. Maybe it'll happen again in twelve years. <laughs> yeah. By th- by then, hopefully, we're not you know having to. What did you What did you think virtually. about about the the GM hiring? Did you do you like the the LV hiring? I mean, based on what I do know, and I'm as you know, like there's some of these things that I I'm not as well versed in the knowledge on these. I know you. Yeah, always I think sim- unless you're a Pittsburgh guy, you probably don't know a whole ton about them. But I mean, I did make the joke today that you remember we are all Canucks. I do feel like most of us were Penguins. Should be the new saying because they've, <laughs> they've definitely gone to that. A tree. lot of former Penguins. On this yeah, roster, there's a yeah. few. But no, I I do like it. I think uh, there was a some conversation about when uh, he talked to Patterson. He's like, yeah, he was eating oatmeal or like the guy. It sounds like he's super knowledgeable and has a great memory. And I think uh, based on where he's come from, he has seen success. So, I mean, I like success. Great success. I, it's the Canucks. I, 
it sounds like they're making the right moves and they're in important positions. That's all that matters. And I guess Jim Rutherford came out kind of saying today, like, um, we need to go get some players that are going to get this thing done sooner than later, which means trades or signings or whatever. Oh yeah. So, I mean, they've, there, there's, there's talk that the whole league has been bottlenecked because of the Canucks on, on possible trades that they're going to do to retool for an NHL playoff run because the Canucks have put a hold on making any moves until they get their, their head office and in, in their front office in check. Sounds about right. Typical Canucks. Hey, Whenever, so it's, whenever, it's like kinda, it's it's so Canucks. It's it like really a is. reverse Toronto thing, right? Right now, yeah. Vancouver's the center of the universe. But so, it's, I mean, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, so there's gonna be there's gonna be some major hate slung around here. I think for the next, I mean, it's all it's all like roses right now because the team is playing significantly better than than they have been through yeah. the start of the season. Yeah, and I think there's this whole fruits of your labor thing that that, that people seem to be feeling right, like. I still see so many. Oh, well, look at the team that Benning built. Like, look how good it's doing. Ah, but like, those it's, people. it's still, it's still faulted at its core when you look at the cap and you and you look at the decor, right? So there's, there's, there is inevitably changes are going to be made, and I think the writing is on the wall. Which players fit as possible trade targets? Oh, sure. And and so there's going to be some upset fans. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some some really pouty upset people and. I think that this management group, depending on the trades that end up getting made, is probably, I feel like they realize that this isn't the team to make the playoff run. This isn't the team to make the push, but it's but it's got the pieces on it that they need. So they're going to retool and rejig it to surround those pe- players with better pieces and better, well, better help. That's one Pacific division team that's figured that out at least. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching the... <laughs> There's all watch- these rumors going yeah. around that, that Edmonton had all their scouts in the building to watch Spencer Martin. It's like, yeah, they usually do. <laughs> they have the scouts <laughs> anyway, folks. It's Yeah, but they were specifically there for Spencer Martin. I mean, <laughs> well, did you see that up ice pass that he made? Was that I can't remember if that was in overtime or in the third period. Oh yeah. They're on the, the power it was on the power play. Kirk McLean. Dude just like absolute <laughs> rifle up up the ice. Like his he's he's making plays like an offensive minded player would, whether it's goaltending defense, whatever. I, I don't mind like now knowing who this guy is like you feel okay like if we got to throw him in I mean Demko once he comes back which is I think next game uh, he's gonna play the line share aside from back to backs right so you don't need a guy like Halak you don't need Di Pietro I know you get taxi squads but Demko is gonna run the ship for the most part so if it was literally the perfect amount of time for an audition oh yeah it was any more and I think. You could see a couple losses, maybe let in a couple of bad goals, totally. like take a little bit of take a little bit of the luster, the totally. shine off is totally. Uh, but then, but this is like just enough. Two great games, a huge performance last night versus Edmonton, mm-hmm. and now you're looking at a guy that could be a possible trade chip, even if it's a throw in to put something over the top to a team that needs goaltending help. Yeah, and the goals I mean, he let in. That's what gets it done. Yeah, the goals he let in one, against one Edmonton. No, like the Edmonton, like the dry sidle goal to tie it up. Which was just oh, like that, an absolute clap. That power bomb. play, that power play was fucking bonkers. Like, like uh, unreal. That 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 game was a loss, and I, I tweeted this out too. But that game was a loss, but it felt so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Like it's this team is now for the first time in I don't know how long. This team is fun and exciting to watch, and 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 plays like. I mean, you're watching them now. For. 
<laughs> yeah. I just started watching the Canucks. Yeah, guys, you should check them out. Um, but it's it it's true though, right? And so if that buy-in continues on to whatever shape this roster takes, then that's going to totally. be phenomenal, right? Um, let's finish out here because uh, I I believe that we've got picks. We're going to finish out with dudes and guys. Um, it is brought to you by Move Health and Wellness, as we saw our good buddy Doctor John Lutz. Um, I'm nervous now for my. Uh, I got it, man. I, I got yeah. it. So let's play that clip. Dude, what is my set? You guys! Dude! What does mine say? Guys! 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 It feels like that's It's like the most know. pathetic explosion. Yeah. Like it, it feels like like a B movie explosion. Like you can see what it looks like, uh, and you're like that doesn't look real. That doesn't look yeah. real. Uh, your guy. And I'm gonna. Do you have a guy? Because I'll. I can go guys first if if you want me to go first. Uh yeah sure. If you if you got a guy, then then hit it or hit it or quit it. I can't remember if I did pick yeah, him. That's last. an issue if you can't remember. No, I I can't remember if I picked him last week. But I'm gonna definitely pick him this week. Jason Dickinson and the opportunities, mm. the opportunities that this guy gets are just—they're absolutely unbelievable. He is basically. I picked the, him last week. Did you? So yeah. I know Brandon Sutter's gone, so it is quite fitting that Dickinson is taking over the missed penalty shot, or not missed penalty shot, the missed breakaway opportunities, because this is getting like a little bit silly now. He's had some grade A chances and i mean he couldn't bury them if they put a shovel in his hand and the hole was half dug like it just can't and it's like i'm watching and it's just so frustrating because some of these opportunities are just beyond amazing and then you get a guy like tyler ma and he's like yeah i'll get the same opportunity i'll score (laughs) no biggie like it's not hard i'm in the nhl so jason dickinson you are my guy of the week Okay. You're up. This, right. this is this is where we transition to. I see you. Yeah. Uh, there's really two. I think we had two opportunities to pick a, a decent guy this week, and for sure. Yeah, one one could sit on the decor, and the other could sit on on in the forward group. And and for this week, I'm just gonna go to to Dowling. I didn't even know that he was playing in that game. Fair. Uh, like I think that's an issue. I think if you check his stat line. Uh, you know, I always go back to us talking about the Thanos show and the the one 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 category, yeah, right? Yeah. And you're looking at the stat, I mean, where it's it's zeros across the board, save for a takeaway and a hit in seven minutes of ice time. Yeah. So there's a bunch of guys that are sitting around seven minutes of ice time. Just you know, Justin Bailey. I noticed him. Mm-hmm. I noticed that he's too fast for his own hands. Sometimes he's got a little bit of oh, he's just. Him. But all, I noticed the guy, right? He's all kinds noticed, of speed. Yeah, he's all kinds of speed. He's fun to watch out there. You know, Vasily Podkolzin only played seven and a half minutes game, but when he's out there, I notice him, and I notice that he's not out there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and Dowling would be the other guy. And so I didn't even know that he was playing, and and I just don't know exactly what he brings to the team, and he probably isn't on this roster if everybody's healthy. So we'll give him that. But again, I just, he's a guy. He was there, took some shifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just didn't really notice them, to be completely honest. That's, I mean, that's what the segment's all about. And yeah, I, I probably couldn't have even told you if he did play last game. Did he? Was he actually on the ice? 
I mean, it says he played seven and a half minutes. No so. kidding. Uh, the, my other guy probably would have been Brad Hunt. But, oh, uh, ah, we'll leave Brad Hunt. He had a good game yesterday. Yeah, we'll leave him out of this. Yeah. So my dude of the week. Now, I had this picked early. This was a lock, folks. The defenders in overtime against the Florida Panthers. It was uh, Lamico. Uh, I think Highmore and and I forgot I should have looked. Are you them talking up. about the the fourth line or the third line? The the four third hybrid line that played for like yeah. three minutes in in overtime. Oh, um, that Just was gassed. like that was I was gassed for them, and I know like you could. It was one of those times you could just tell like these guys hated the sport of hockey at that moment. Like they're just thinking, I don't know what it's going to take. I might have to even take a penalty just to stop the play. Yeah, they're like, just please don't throw up. Just And that's what it was. It was basically Ole Ulevi's like, I would have thrown up there for sure. Which is ironic because that's who they were playing. Um, but like I was so impressed. It was one of those things. They didn't give up a goal which was astonishing. They still lost in the shootout and you know what again, it was a, it was a point stolen realistically. Spencer Martin was a monster in that game. <laughs> like it was it was just like it made no sense why they didn't lose in overtime. And for three guys that were beyond gassed and they still managed, I mean, they were getting rope doped for sure. Like they were just toying with them, right? They're like, "Oh, we're just going to get that perfect moment." But they still killed it. They still made sure the puck didn't go in the net. And at least it was decided in a shootout, which was also close. So uh, not one single guy, but uh, the absolute insane kill that they had in overtime was uh, the third slash fourth, which also does not make sense why they were even out there in the first place. (laughs) Those guys should have never seen overtime in the first place. But Yeah, I mean, that's... That was, I think that by virtue, that was the third line, just based on how many minutes yeah, it played, right? For sure, but for sure. That that is a perfect fourth line, right? Mm-hmm. You got some size and some ability there to to kill penalties in in Lamico, who can also play the center of the ice. You've got great speed in both Highmore and Mott, yeah, and both play a very similar game. I mean, Highmore is kind of a dick to play against. Like, there's guys were, yeah. trying to try, trying to take his head off, like. If he's that unlikable, I want him on my fourth line. I want him wherever he's useful, for sure. Period, right? So if that was our third line, this team gets healthy, it then levels out as a fourth line, Like we're probably in great shape. If you're telling me that that's my fourth line going in and if Lamico can handle himself on the dot, then we're probably in great shape there because those guys can obviously kill penalties and, and, and work there. So, right, man, that's if, if you're due to the week is the, the third slash fourth line. And I mean, hey, there were some bright Real spots. Mass. Don't get me wrong, but it just stood out so much for me. And I mean, God bless him. God bless him. <laughs> um, yeah, my my dude, the, there's a lot of fun guys to to think about. There here, was. But I just don't know. I don't know how you can pass up Spencer Martin, man. I mean, where what, are what we right these, now? Like, where where did this guy come from? Like, what is what is happening? We're talking about. Playoffs. A third string goalie, yeah. like, uh, I mean, he's barely the start. I mean, he's the starter in 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 Abbotsford, but I mean, he's sharing the reins with another starter, another AHL starter in 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 our boy Mikey DiPietro. But I, I think we've talked about him a ton already. So I don't mean to say a whole lot more, but it was just these funny tweets all night. Like, 
Spencer Martin doesn't give a fuck. No. Like, Spencer Martin, hold my beer. Do you know what I mean? Like, whatever. Who needs a penalty kill? Like, I got this. The guy was just everywhere. So, um, I, I don't know. His positioning was really good, I thought, overall. I, I mean, and when it wasn't good, he was athletic enough to get get himself out of trouble. And there was, yeah. you know, there was some... That save he made in overtime prior to getting scored on where he slid across the ice to his left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think a better play shot that goes in. But whatever, he got there to give the effort to make the save where I think a lot of guys might not have had the the gifts or the gas to get over there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just don't know what else I can say about this guy. might be the last we see of him. That's, that could just be it for Spencer Martin. Maybe not. Uh, but COVID's a funny thing. But, uh, you know, this 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 talk of Ryan Johnson knowing that he needed more than one quality goaltender and, you know, Arthur Sillows well, getting COVID, COVID yeah. and, and D.P. Etro getting called back in. And then, you know, Martin, what was it, asymptomatic, gets to play again. And yeah, yeah. Just, just craziness. Just absolute crazy. Which we've seen these shenanigans before with Canuck goaltenders, but they haven't exactly played out like this. So kudos to Spencer Martin due to the week. And you know what? Like, a bang on pick. I kind of was wondering if you were going to go that way. And we'll finish up in a second here. But it makes you think that if he put in that kind of performance, and he's not going to do that every night. I mean, mm-hmm. we probably got the right time goaltender, right? Could be looking at the next Patrick Laleem here. Uh, hey, I mean, <laughs> dude, dude, didn't he win rookie of the year? I don't know. He won like 15 games. He went to the All-Star game that year, did he not? So with Pittsburgh. Anyway, for that night, those two nights, you weren't thinking about Thatcher Demko. You were like, wow, we actually have a goaltender that is capable, that is competent, um, isn't costing us the game. We're not like every time the puck hits his his paddle or hits his, his chest protector, we're freaking out thinking, oh, we don't know enough about this guy. He showed us in two games the gist of what he was. He's not I perfect. Think he, des- he deserves an NHL shot, I think, basically. He, he's, I mean, even as a backup, if you throw him in, dude makes nothing. Makes pennies on the dollar. And I mean, we've had backup goaltenders like Louis Domingue and stuff like that. I felt far more comfortable watching Spencer Martin. Yeah, like I didn't flinch. I thought, wow, the Canucks are really in this. And until it got tied, I mean, that was a game they should have won. And, I mean, McDavid and Dreisaitl, that's a unique combination. So, I mean... Yeah, we gave up to two of the best players in the NHL, and that's okay. Because even with Demko, he would have needed a five-alarm save to make uh, definitely the dry sidle goal. Um, but other than that, I mean, you can't fault the guy. He played absolutely phenomenal. And it's nice to know that there apparently is goaltending depth in the Canucks organization, whether we want to believe it or not. There you go. That's what I said. So... That's it, folks. We went a little bit over time, but what a great chat with our our buddy John at Move Health and Wellness. Uh, You guys, make sure that you rate and uh, subscribe to our show. As I said, I'm giving away a pair of these bad boys this week, so check them out. Make sure uh, you give us some love, and I will give you some love as well. And um, yeah, make sure you're subscribing, uh, checking us out. Obviously, we're on Twitter a lot. Uh, check us out on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and we're kind of a little bit everywhere. Make sure we're in your headphones once a week. And other than that, I think uh, we're going to look forward to a little bit more Canucks hockey this week. And uh, Ted, any final words? No, sir. Eat your vegetables, folks. This is Ryan, the PP1 Podcast. Keep your stick on the ice. Yeah, something like that. Peace out. Hi, I'm Matt Cundall, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the podcast about broadcast. 
Every week since 2016, we've been bringing on broadcast leaders to talk about their experiences in radio, what they've seen, and where they believe it is all going. If you live and love radio, subscribe to the Sound Off Podcast with Matt Kundle wherever you get your podcasts. everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests blue hotel hotline and every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel Begins Friday, September 23rd.